This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. John chapter 1. You know, it's a sad testimony of a man that this Messiah would in just a couple of pages stand before all of these men, just plain as day, in the flesh, and yet they still couldn't see him. And some 2,000 years later, they're still waiting for him to show up. But you see, that train left the station 2,000 years ago. But they're still waiting, still looking down the tracks. What a stark reminder that we cannot uh, miss these truths that we cannot be aware of what's going on around us but you see so often these truths are right and smack in front of us plain as day and yet we still miss them you know spiritual blindness is the worst kind of blindness for it is only then that you actually don't know that you can't see so they asked John well What have you got to say for yourself then? Of which he answered, I'm just a voice. A message boy, a guy heralding the imminent arrival of the Lord. Verse 24 says, The ones who had been sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize in water. But among you stands one whom you don't know. He's the one who comes after me, who is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loosen. These things were done in Bethany, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Now this delegation of the religious right continued their interrogation with questions concerning John's, well, his right to minister, to practice these things which they considered to be theirs and theirs alone. I mean, what gave John the authority? Because he was called? I mean, what does that mean anyway? And how would one prove it? Well, certainly not with mere words. I mean, that that part is easy. However, if he was called, his life would speak it, and his ministry would shout it. You see, John was humble, he was self-effacing, and he was more than Christ-centered. He was, in fact, Christ-everything. His ministry bore the fruit for the kingdom. He was building nothing but the kingdom and served for no other reason than the glorification of God and the coming Savior. None of it was about him, for him, or to him. And he was not trying to be anything other than a messenger, a voice of one. Get ready for the coming Lord. Now the Pharisees, they were always concerned with ritual and formalism, religious observances and physical initiations. But John, you see, he was concerned about relationship and commitment and holiness, all all in the response to the presence of God. In the flesh, through the person of Christ, in baptism, through the presence of God's mystical Holy Spirit. You see, John's attitude was, hey, (laughs) you're looking in the wrong direction. It's not about me. It's about him. But then their next question, though they didn't physically ask it, would be naturally, 
Him who? Verse 29 says, The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now John, recognizing the greater picture, declares for those present as well as all of history who would follow, Look, the Lamb of God is here, and he has come to take away the sin of the world. Now John's words were referring to the religious practice of the day, where they would take a lamb, and that lamb was the chosen vessel of sacrifice, the continual atonement for sin before the great judge. So you see, this practice of lamb sacrifice would, well, keep us square with the house, if you will. However, it failed to take away our sin, nor did it take away the power of sin over our lives. It just simply covered the mess that we were making on a daily level. But this Christ would be the great lamb, the last lamb. The lamb that would come and do what no earthly lamb could do. For this lamb would take away the sin of the world. Further, the tense of the wording means is taking away the sin, quote unquote. So, thus, this is an ongoing process. This isn't something that happened 2,000 years ago, but something that began then and has been happening every day since, happening right here today for all of mankind and for all of time. In one profound historical sense of introduction, John the Baptist now gives the gospel message. The whole of Jesus' life and death, resurrection, and mission all encompassed in a single sentence. Verse 30, This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I don't know him, but for this reason I came baptizing in water that he would be revealed to Israel. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending like a dove out of heaven, and it remained on him. I didn't recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, On whomever you will see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, it is he who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. So everything the Apostle John said, all that was recorded, served to reflect the fact that Christ was God in flesh. Yet, once again, for the oneness doctrine, folks, the Gospel of John is quite frankly just a tidal wave of incrimination. Because it says, He, Jesus, was before him, meaning John. Now, not just in prominence, but actually in time. Just as Jesus once said, before Abraham was, I am. Historical records tell us that John the Baptist and Jesus were actually cousins. So, one must wonder, how could John say, I don't know him? Now, surely they were acquainted on some level. John spoke, no doubt, from the deeper understanding that he had uh, not truly understood that cousin Jesus was the Messiah. But then he saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove to rest upon this man, quote-unquote. Jesus, a carpenter's son from Nazareth, the most unlikely Messiah. Luke's account records all three members of the triune God are present 
here in this event all at the same time. Luke 3.22 says, And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove on him, and a voice came out of the sky saying, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. So, all three present. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. Even the silver-tongued John the Baptist seemed (laughs) nearly speechless at the events that was transpiring before him. You see, John was not guessing. He was not just believing. No, no, he was a witness. He was a witness testifying what he had actually seen and goes on to say, this is the Son of God. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 